Monahan taking the draw with John Tavares. And it is a half a second left. And that'll do it. Jack Campbell guts out a huge 3-2 victory over the Calgary Flames. Gutsy with a capital G. 3-2 win for the Maple Leafs in Calgary. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stellick on Twitter. At the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick. Producer Sam McKee and technical op Josh Santos along for the ride as well. The Leafs improving to 5-2-0 through seven games in this early season. The first regulation loss, by the way, for Calgary. They're 2-1-1. Same two teams from Calgary again on Tuesday night. Uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada will be by later on to break this all down. Uh, but a gutsy, gutsy road victory here for the Maple Leafs, Gordo. Yeah, you mentioned along for the ride. I really enjoyed the ride. That was a great ride. You enjoyed it. Our listeners this afternoon as well that uh, we wondered afternoon games because traditionally the Maple Leafs haven't, they don't play a lot of afternoon games. And again, keep thinking of that game six against the Boston Bruins. Can't get it out of my mind. A Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon game. You said the same thing. Uh, Calgary hadn't played since Monday. They've been playing well. So in some ways they got their legs going, you know, hits were only 13 to nine. I don't know who keeps the hits there, but obviously there's a concession stand open or something <laughs> that, uh, they go to, but cause there, there was good intensity into, in it. There was a little bit of everything. A guy like Wayne Simmons getting his first career goals, a Maple Leaf, which by the way, our stats with Stevie Fellon said he is only the third player in the NHL right now, current player to have a hundred power play goals. 1,000 penalty minutes. Joe Thornton, the injured Leaf, and Corey Perry are the other two. Stevie comes up with these great stats. And, uh, boy, Jack Campbell. Wow. Wow. Mm. Outstanding game by Jack Campbell. It really is surreal. And, again, you know, in this market, specifically the hot-button topic, Gord, of of backup goaltending, but the Leafs have a good one, and safe to say that, in Jack Campbell, who was dinged up late in this game, but now 2-0 this season makes 31 stops, and quite frankly, I thought he was outstanding there specifically in the third period. Boy, at the end, oh. kitty bar the door, as they say. And and uh, you, if you were listening, you heard Joe and Jim uh, getting incensed about the possibility about uh, uh, about Kachuk, about what he, uh, Matthew Kachuk, what 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 he um, what liberties he took or didn't take because he, he piled on. It was kind of a good uh, WWE or WWF wrestling move, and, and Jack Campbell was shaken up a little bit that way. Uh, again, nothing conclusive on tape of it if it's going to merit any further discipline or not. So we, we're not saying it does or not. All it did, it shook up Jack Campbell, and he was able to stay in and still make a couple of, of solid saves after that. I really like the team component. I, I like Engvall playing. I like McKayev playing. I like Kerfoot playing. I like, you know, a lot of guys. Justin Hall had the most minutes. Yep. Uh, TJ Brody got what you get now. He got he got the video tribute to a Love small that. small group of 22 players on each team. So and his old team, the Calgary Flames, gave him a warm stick tap. But you know he's uh, he seems to have fit in well so far for the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. And you brought it up like Mitch Marner quietly leads the NHL or somewhat quietly leads the NHL in scoring. Yeah, 10 points on the season for Mitch Marner, two assists in this game. Morgan Riley, I think by far his best game of the season at three assists again. That scored Stellick. I'm Nick Alberga. Here on Leafs Nation post game, a three-two victory on the road for the Maple Leafs in Calgary, the first of four in this uh, on this Alberta swing. The Maple Leafs now five-two and zero on the season. Jack Campbell, thirty-one saves in this game. A telling stat, by the way, in this game, we talked about it a lot. Special teams going in, the Maple Leafs fifteen block shots in this game, three for Calgary. And I wanted to circle two guys specifically. Sort of brought them up, but Zach Bogosian and Jake Muzzin specifically on the power on the PK. Excuse me, were huge. Yeah, they really were, and and early on. Uh, we mentioned we were kind of surprised how few shots on goal Calgary was credited for in the first period. That's because a lot of them were blocked. And they did that. And also Jack Campbell only had two shots against in the first 12 minutes, but one of them was in the first three minutes and was a a flat-out excellent scoring chance, and he made that big first save. So uh, like we mentioned, and and the one tough break was Zach Hyman sort of, uh, and Wayne Simmons as well took an offensive zone. We had three offensive zone penalties for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Zach Hyman, who's your best penalty killer, Two of them, and one, again, you would have heard Joe and Jim. It was certainly as the chintzy variety. The other was kind of a, the unfortunate tripping variety, but they killed the latter one off, but the other one cut the score to 3-2, to two, and you kind of worried when it was 3-2 and Hyman went off again. Again, the no best penalty killer, but the Leaf PK and the shot blocking came into play there. And again, it was spoken up before the game about the uh, the much maligned uh, you know struggles for Austin Matthews in his career so far against the Calgary Flames, and who promptly scores the game-winning goal. A strange one at that, but a goal scorer's goal at that. Um, Austin Matthews, who missed one game, returns, plays 21-42, two shots on goal, and uh, the game winner here. Yeah, I was saying going back years ago, I can remember an ugly when Matthews was killing a 2 nothing win 
I think it was too late for Calgary. And and Freddie Hamilton played well with Dougie Hamilton, <laughs> the Hamilton brothers. And Jonas Enroth, it started to have Mike Babcock. Now NBC commentary, Mike, Mike Babcock's wrath with a with a soft game as backup goaltender that night. And and tonight, just that was just nice to see Austin Matthews on the ice. We had no idea. There was no announcement before. So as we came on the air with Leafs Nation pregame, uh, that was the first thing you noticed was Austin Matthews after one game out was back playing. And uh, all these great scoring chances other times that don't go in and then one, just the... Uh, the accidental tourist hanging around goal, and that's a big one for him and a big one for the Maple Leafs. And the biggest thing I can gather from this 3-2 win against Calgary at the Scotiabank Saddledome, the first of two, the next of which on Tuesday night, was just the way they won it. Like, it wasn't a Picasso, it wasn't pretty, but, Gord, these are the types of games you're going to have to come, you know, win come playoff time. And what's been the topic the last, you know, several years with this team? They can win the 6-2 game, but can they win the close, hard-checking 3-2 hockey game? And so far, I think they've exceeded expectations from a defensive standpoint, they were letter perfect in this game, but I, I see some improvement even from game one against Montreal. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you, Nick. And, and, you know, you look last Wednesday and it's not because the Leafs lost Edmonton. That just was a boring game. Yeah. And this one was a low scoring game with a lot of good defense. And it was an entertaining game, you, you know, to your point, they don't have to, all have to be dull and you have to find different ways to win them, give what they take you or get, you know, get what you can get. And I, I thought this was a, a real, real good two way game. And they, you know, came up with some of the with the appropriate offense when they needed it. And again, and the other one leading to that power play goal by Wayne Simmons, you know, it, it was Mikheyev out there and Barabanov. So all, all these third and fourth line guys, uh, I thought, played a lot more effective. And that's something Sheldon Keefe had started uh, articulating last year. They need more from the third and fourth line. Yeah, I think Ilya Mikheyev was rather noticeable, clearly, in this game. He just brings so much that nobody really thinks about to the table. The PK, he can slide in on the power play if you need him. He can slide it in your top six. I thought he was really, really effective. And I think it's easy to forget how much time he missed last year and how how little amount of games he's played in this league. But he continues to impress in my end, Gord. Yeah, he was the guy that we you helped from time to time pour coffee in the press box. As, as yeah, the cast, and, I get well, it. And it got less and less, right? It was a, <laughs> it was a big cast at first because he'd had that kind of microsurgery to reconnect the tendons and uh, and, and you know in the, in the bubble maybe I expected too much. I was excited about him coming back and 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 wasn't able to get back to form. But yeah, I, I just think of all those guys. That's that's the one with Kapanen gone and Janssen gone and those kind of guys. And you're looking for somebody else to kind of grow that way and play that kind of role. I, to me, I think he's the number one candidate. I agree. And along those lines, again, uh, you know, tip of the cap to Sheldon Keefe, because oftentimes coaches are scrutinized when you position your backup goalie, you put him in a game. But I think the fact coming off a victory, you slot him in there. It's a win-win anytime they can get a victory. But I thought Campbell, again, was great in this game. And it means Freddie's fresher to play Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering what... Uh, uh, what Sheldon was going to do. And I think right now, because especially the way the team's playing, he's kind of charted a game plan along Steve Breer, real excellent goaltending coach they have as as well. Now, Campbell, little little hurt here. Right? So, yeah. I mean, even if it's just one game he's got to miss. Uh, no, that, don't, that's, don't even yeah, talk about it. Yeah, no. you don't. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm not talking Michael Hutchinson at this <laughs> point. I know you're aware Aaron Dell did get claimed on waivers by yeah. the New Jersey Devils. So we're just going to, we're going to park that in the back burner. So Campbell did finish the game. We assume he's okay. Freddie would go the next game anyway. Mm. So uh, that'll be the case. And I, I think at some point you may play Campbell back to back. If Freddie hits a, hits a rut, that'd be the only thing, right? Otherwise it's going to be kind of two thirds, Freddie, uh, one third, uh, Jack Campbell. Not that I'm on a first name basis with Freddie, but anyway, just, I, you know, we're talking like you are. About, yeah. With Freddie Anderson, two thirds and one third this way. Did you know that coming into today's game, Gord, the Maple Leafs had the best face off percentage in the NHL top face off. I, I could lie and say yes, but pretty no, damn I knew, impressive. I knew, well, and, and then Jason Spezza had that ridic- ridiculous stat for a while. That, that's good though to start with the puck. Yeah, like, I understand totally. analytics, but I mean that is huge to do that a lot. Oh, and, and no question. And, and when you're talking about, I mean, faceoffs were kept track of before analytics. Yeah. So it, it is it is the ultimate no brainer that if you get possession of the puck, that's a good thing. You can debate some of the other an, other analytics about how you know how important are they important they are are they are they accentuated more than they really are whatever you know. Start with the puck is a good thing, particularly in the offensive or defensive zones. TJ Brody, Gord, uh, 22-19 in his return to Calgary this afternoon. Yeah, I just like the way he played. Like, he's kind of a, say, no fuss, no muss. He's not going to be the physical guy. He's not going to be an all-star candidate in that, but he's just been a steady D. 
and uh, and was, which is what they needed. Justin Hall, we will still talk about that. He showed us last year, and he's continued. And I thought today, Zach Bogosian. I know you you yep. wanted to bring him up in the second mission. Just you know the blocking shots and other components that that he added to the Leaf D this afternoon. Very unheralded. Uh, I love players like that, guys who get n- none of the glitz and glamour, but they play those key core minutes. And as we get going in this season. Uh, through to the Stanley Cup playoffs, a place I think we both concur that the Maple Leafs will likely get. You need these type of plays. You need these type of games. And I, I thought Bogosian was great from that standpoint. And that's what he's going to bring to the table, just a physical mindset. And I think that wears off on the rest of the team, doesn't it? Well, and when uh, and when Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, was lying on... Fr- on uh, threw on, him off. Yeah, yeah, on Jack Campbell's back. You know, you just saw Zach give the quick shove to give him off and that. And just, yeah, totally. I mean, different components all those new, new guys brought. In, but depth on D... Yes, and again, we'll talk down the road because unfortunately, like they will have some, you think, some injuries on on D. But I'm I'm still curious about Rasmus Sandin because last year he was the talk of training camp. He played actual preseason games, and you know, and and uh, you know, got a start, but never really got going in what was a tough environment. So anyway, it just means you you have good depth as opposed to depth. Again, this is Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic on Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5.9 and the fan in the Maple Leafs radio network at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. If you'd like to chime in on your thoughts, a 3-2 win on the road for the Maple Leafs, the first of four in Alberta and back at it again, Gord, on Tuesday night where we expect Frederick Anderson to play. But again, uh, I'd love to hear from Sheldon Keefe later on to find out more on, on Jack Campbell because he was favoring something down the stretch there. Yeah, and also I'm I'm gonna curious like Sheldon Keefe won't tee off on Matthew Kachuk, but he but he bring it up from their point of view because uh, as uh, as Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph mentioned uh, the and, and again they insinuate it's a Calgary crew that's doing it so they're not showing the extent of whatever <laughs> Matthew Cook did no that's 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 not why uh, you didn't see it that way so we'll find out about that but I think Sheldon Keefe's got to be pretty happy. Uh, about the way his troops played today. No doubt about that. And, you know, the crazy thing about this season, not even the word crazy, but just the fascination for me is how important every point is scored. And and watching the hockey, and I'm sure you have as well early on in this season, just the heightened intensity. I haven't seen that this early in a season that every game's a four-point game. It, it's so crazy that every game is so, so important that you don't want to get to overtime. You want to find a way to win in regulation. So this this can go a long way for this Maple Leafs team to find a way to win this game in regulation this afternoon in Calgary. Yeah, and it's, you know, and they'll they'll likely go back. I'm sure they'll go back to the old way next year. Yeah. But the Atlantic Division, you woke up every morning and you had the Stanley Cup champions from last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the President's Trophy winners from last year, the Boston Bruins, in your division. So those were all the big, big games. And then it was strange, Nick, that they never seemed to grasp the Florida Panthers were a four-point game. I don't, I don't yeah. know what it was. It just was so. So, uh, so normally you have that kind of you have that kind of mix when you play outside the division. You don't take an overtime loss as hard because the bonus point didn't go to somebody in your division, which is really all you're fighting with to get in the playoffs. But this year it makes it pretty easy the Canadian division, and they're going to play like double the number of times you'd normally would play a divisional rival, and they all matter. And we're seeing some you know intensity in in so many of those uh, games throughout the NHL, but all seven of the NHL Canadian teams in that North division. They've all, we've seen it from all of them. Now I get there's some injuries on this roster, Joe Thornton, Nick Robertson among them. Um, what do you make of the you know, current bottom six? Because it was brought up on the headlines on hockey Net in Canada. Toronto could be looking around for, you know, some depth, uh, maybe an upgrade. Barabanov, Alex Barabanov played 546 in this game, took eight shifts. Uh, he drew a big time penalty led to the Wayne Simmons goal in the second period. So it's important to bring that up. Um, Spezza, we believe, will pick up a point uh, on on the Matthews goal, a really, really weird one. Um, but where are you at when it comes to the bottom six right now, Gord? Well, uh, you know, I, I've, first of all, guy, general managers are always trying to make trades. So I, I did hear about that in mm. the headlines. But you're looking at guys they're able to put on the injury uh, reserve list. Joe Thornton and Nick Robertson are making about as low as you can. So it's not like it frees up a ton of money. So, um, and... So it's not Pierre-Luc Dubois or Patrick Laine, okay, that Sadly. they were talking about. But uh, So I, I don't know who that kind of player would be. I mean, again, it comes down to your scouts. Who do they like that is making okay money that they feel is is not being utilized uh, properly with the team? And, uh, you know, we don't watch enough of that right now to know that. But it's, it's so it's not going to be a player that gives you a wow that way. So right now, today's game, way better. Way better for the bottom six. Body of work overall. Mm, barely passing. Got to improve. Got to got to got to be more like it was this afternoon against Calgary. Otherwise, 
because again in the bubble, those teams did not come up those five games or those lines did not come up those five games against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And somebody who really stuck out for me, and again, this was expected him coming back to his hometown, the Scarborough native Wayne Simmons uh, scores on the power play in this game. His first is a Maple Leaf, uh, 500th career point, by the way, for Wayne Simmons. Um, took a took a tough penalty, I would say, but in general, the some of the calls in this game, which they got to on the broadcast, I understand it's preseason pretty much for all, including the officiating, but a couple of ticky-tack calls, I felt, Gord. Yeah, yeah, offensive zone penalties. And, you know, in his case, he plays hard. It was, yeah. a, it was a boarding one. And, you know, again, it's the whole thing about the player making himself a little vulnerable in that before, you know, hitting, because that's the last thing he wants to do is take a, take a penalty in the offensive zone. But the guy was the consummate Philadelphia Flyer. Mm-hmm. Then he was a trade deadline deal to Nashville. Then he signed with New Jersey. Then he was a trade deadline deal to Buffalo. This is all within the last two years. And he never found a home with those three situations. So it's nice so far. And I think he would be the first great coming home, but also great seemingly to find a niche after it eluded him the last three spots. And just over 11 minutes for Wayne Simmons here in this game. Again, uh, a crucial, crucial goal on the power play in the, late in the second period, his first as a Maple Leaf. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Just getting cooking here on Leafs Nation. Post game still to come. Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and maybe a couple others as we roll on. A 3-2 win here for the Maple Leafs on the road in Calgary, the first of four in Alberta at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. You're listening to Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Leafs radio network. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation post game here on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Leafs radio network. It is Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. A 3-2 win on the road, the first of nine against Calgary. Austin Matthews returning after one game absence due to an upper body injury scores a strange goal, but nonetheless, the game winner, his third of the season. Wayne Simmons scores a goal, his first as a Maple Leaf, and a nice, tidy way to win this hockey game, but again, spearheaded by strong net mining from your backup, Gord. Yeah, I'm just looking at Austin Matthews. So 21-42 he played and uh, two shots on that. So that's good. It was, we said early on, if he had something nagging, you'd be concerned that did it would it affect him during the game and affect his minutes. But you go back to the goaltender. Just looked sharp from the word go. And uh, again, we go over the litany. Jonas Enroth was the first and on hmm. and on. Garrett Sparks and I can't think whatever. There were a few of them that just did not cut the mustard. And Mike Babcock had no problem letting... Um, letting the world know they did not cut the mustard, including Michael Hutchison last year till uh, Jack Campbell came over in that trade. And he didn't play a lot of games for Toronto last year, but he, he played well in all, in all the trades he came over after that, uh, the few weeks after the trade deadline. Campbell 31 saves in this game, two and zero on the early season. Of course, earlier he beat the Ottawa senators in the first couple games of this season. With that in mind, you mentioned Austin Matthews returning to the Maple Leafs lineup. Let's hear now for number 34. Awesome. What was your take overall? I mean, you guys have the day of travel yesterday, the, the early start, I guess, uh, you know, could have played a factor. Uh, Flames hadn't played in six days, but uh, you guys seem to come out from the opening face-off and uh, do some good things and carry that through. Did you see it that way? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it was a pretty ugly game, to be honest, for us. I think okay. uh, there's a lot of things that we could have done better. I mean, I think we had good sequences uh, in the game and obviously, um, you know, a couple uh, – couple solid uh, lucky bounces that went our way today and um, you know, we'll definitely take them but definitely some stuff that we can clean up obviously um, you know can't make excuses for the the travel and uh, time change and all that stuff uh, coming in here uh, we got a job to do but um, you know we got to use this time now a uh, day and a half till we play next to kind of rest and cover and, and get used to this uh, the schedule here. Well is that a difference in the team then that you can uh, quote-unquote win ugly and some things might not go your way but uh you know, you still have a plot of victory here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Soup was an absolute rock star for us tonight. He made some big saves, uh, especially towards the end there. He was, uh, he was a brick wall for us. And, um, you know, he, uh, he definitely saved us there uh, for sure. But, yeah, it's, it's always, uh, I guess, encouraging to, to win ugly games like this where we just stay with it um, shift by shift and, um, you know, just try to, uh, try to get what we can done. Next up, we'll go to Jonas Eagle, The Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Austin, I was just wondering at practice the other day, what was it that you were feeling that you decided it was best not to practice? Uh, I just had some uh, some issues here with my uh, my hand that uh, I was going through. So, um, you know, I couldn't really uh, – I'm not really going to go any further than that. But 
obviously, uh, if I could have skated or if I could have played and, and felt comfortable, I would have done that. But um, feels fine now, and uh, you know we're going to move forward here. Is it something like you'll have to kind of keep your eye on moving forward? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we'll have to obviously take care of it here the next couple of weeks, but um, feels a lot better. Feel feel uh, more than good enough to play, and uh, you know, good enough to go out there and, and, and contribute and help the team. And uh, so, yeah. Well, there you have it. Austin Matthews didn't expect him to answer that question, but uh, dealing with a hand injury, Gord. Yeah, dealing with a hand injury, and then he kind of moved on from there. <laughs> you know, there, but uh, there might be a method to his madness is he wants to get people away from the back or the shoulder that he's had problems before. Yeah. Right? Just thinking about that. And the other part is, boy, they'd want to face me or you post-game in the dressing room. He's harder on the team than we are about the team. So I do like that he uh, is Good. looking for, yeah, he's not satisfied with elements uh, of the game tonight, but there's Austin Matthews. The Maple Leafs uh, 5-2-0 and early on here, a 3-2 win against Calgary. We roll on. Wayne Simmons, the Scarborough native, Gord, scores uh, his first goal as a Maple Leaf, 500th career point, so great on him. And here he is after this one. Wayne, that was a, a milestone moment for you, obviously, first as a Leaf, 100th on the power play, 500th point in your career. What did it mean to you? Um, it was pretty big. I think it, it felt a lot better that we actually got the two points. So, um, no, obviously, it's nice to get out of the way, and it's, it's, it's even nicer to get the two points. So, um, you know, I'm happy with our – well, not too happy with our performance. Obviously, we got a few things we got to fix, but, um, you know, a good two points to start off the road trip. What's your perspective on the power play that seems to be clicking very well start this season, all the weapons uh, uh, that are there and your role on it? Yeah, um, we got two great units. I don't think it matters, you know, which unit is on the ice at this moment. You know, both units are clicking really well. And um, for me, it's pretty much status quo. Just, you know, get in front of the net, get loose pucks, um, you know, and present myself as an option for the other guys. So, um, you know, it's been great so far and we look to continue to improve. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Hi, Wayne. Uh, three weeks ago, you guys officially broke camp, and now here you are, seven games already under your belt in the regular season. I'm just wondering how you assess, you know, what's happened over that, that short amount of time. Um, I think we're building as a team. Um, you know, I think we've, you know, we've done a lot of good things, but obviously, you know, there's some things there where we want to crack and continue to grow as a team. Um, I think we've got great, great energy, um, you know, great camaraderie. The guys have... Um, you know, have done a good job gelling together, but um, you know, work is never finished, and we got to continue working to continue to improve the season. And just on today's game, how much concern did you have there, watching the last minute or two, with Jack Campbell looked like he was battling uh, to stay in it? Yeah, Soupy was Soupy was great tonight. Um, you know, he's been great. You know, since the onset of training camp, and uh, we knew we just needed to give him a little bit of help. We knew he'd close the door. So, um, you know, the boys played hard in front of him, tried to block some shots. You know, clear the crease. Um, uh, but, you know, Supi was our best player tonight for sure. Love to see it. The Wayne train right there. His first goal as a Maple Leaf. Uh, these guys are rather hard in their performance today. Eh? Oh, man, are they ever? Are they ever just, they come off sounding all happy and jovial in that. But then, yeah, it's, uh, it's so I, I like it. I like it if they're going to be their own toughest critics. Hard markers. But it's, um, I, I, that's just a very effective road win. That's a very you gotta, effective you road win. You got to scratch and claw sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, you really do. And, and, uh, they hung on, and at the end, yeah, you, and they know it too. Your goaltender came up big, right? So your your goaltender kind of let you off the hook, and uh, and that. But uh, yeah, I'm happy with the win, and I'm happy that they're hard themselves, and I'm I'm happy Wayne Simmons is leaf. How about that? I'm just happy, happy, happy. Feeling good on this Sunday, and so are they in Buffalo. It is ten nothing for the Bills. If you uh, care about the, the NFL in this pivotal game, or no, excuse me, it's three nothing. So was that a pickoff? Interception? Uh, fumbled punt. Ah, fumbled okay. punt, but there, you can see the Chiefs guy covering himself. That's the worst thing you can do. Worst I can't multitask, so. clearly. I just stick to radio broadcasting. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation Postgame Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. The Maple Leafs, a crucial 3-2 win on the road here in Calgary. The postgame continues. Speaking of Calgary, a former Flame. We were surprised to see he spent 10 seasons with the Calgary yeah. Flames. Let's hear now from TJ Brody. TJ, what are you going to remember most about your first game back in Calgary? Um, yeah, I think it's a hard one to forget, um, you know, with the situation and everything. And, uh, you know, looking back after, uh, you know, when I do retire, um, you know, it's definitely something to tell uh, the kids and the grandkids, you know, about the mass and no fans and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was different, that's for sure. It's obviously so different with no fans. There would have been a standing ovation for you, I'm sure. But what was that moment like when they did the video tribute in the first period? And I guess your teammates and your old teammates were uh, showing their appreciation. 
Yeah, it's special. Um, you know, I owe a lot to to the people in Calgary, the teammates, uh, everyone in the organization, the fans, and uh, you know, I didn't really know what to do there. It's uh, <laughs> never been traded or never been on a different team, and uh, you know, with no fans, I didn't know whether to wave or, or what to do. So it, uh, it was a little awkward too. Next question will go to Kristen Chilton, TSN. Go ahead, Kristen. What was that game like from your perspective, just playing it? I mean, talking about wanting to clean performed overall. I yeah, sorry, I didn't catch any of that. Sorry, um, I'm just wondering your take on on how the team played uh, tonight. Just about uh, thinking about how you felt about the game overall defensively. Yeah, I think there's things to clean up for sure. Um, you know that's uh, that's not the way we wanted it to go. It, uh, it was a little ugly at, at points, but uh, you know at the end of the day, uh, those games are going to happen, and and those are the ones that count at the end of the year. Is those those messy ones that you end up with the with the two points at the end of. Here's hoping their uh, physical distancing in that Maple Leafs locker room. That was uh, TJ Brody. A lot of ambient sound these days on Zoom, Gord. Yeah, and the <laughs> like it's funny. He said, "I've never been traded, so I don't know what to do." But also, if there's never been um, video tributes with nobody in the stands, so it's it's a double whammy that way. So you're about you're about seventeen thousand people short. So the the uh, forty or so on the benches uh, certainly both uh, both uh, approved of your play on either side. Do you ever catch yourself when you're watching a game in this day and age and be like, wow, this is so weird to think about? There's nobody in the building, like it's an open practice, you know? Yeah, and you know, there's certain games, and it's funny. Sheldon Keith mentioned it Friday. Remember, he said yeah. it said Friday he felt that was the first time that he'd really noticed no fans i didn't notice it as much today as other times but yeah there's you know we got used to it in the summer in the bubble and we're getting used to it but can never really get used to it no like because how often do you talk to former players who say how jacked they were to go in this building you know go into montreal play the habs there on yeah. a saturday night go into scotia bank arena it's just such a different environment and i always wondered going into this bubble format and now and just to, to this normal season without a crowd for the most part unless you're dallas who at 17 to 27 test positive, then your season opener, you have half an arena. Makes sense of that. But how players find ways to get jack and intense and, and, and into a game is, is my wonder, you know? Well, one, one thing different too is um, they're able to stay at home, which yeah. is a big, big difference. And then they're doing what we're doing. You know, as we I look at you through this plastic mirage here, plastic uh, walls they put up there. The uh, Ready for the, a shower. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the uh, wall of sound. We got the walls of plastic. That yeah, it looks like if there was a shower in here. How that's, often are they changed, Gord? Um, <laughs> Every day, of don't, course. If you don't want to know the answer, don't know. <laughs> they're, they're doing things very responsibly. Very here, well, Very yes. responsibly here, but... Uh, so that's a different than being in the, the bubble that way that you can be home and have a little bit of sense of sense of normalcy that way. But when you're on the road and they certainly made a ca example, of the Washington capitals and mm. it, it's, it's kind of good. They did because like they're just a saying, you don't understand, like we've got special dispensation for so many state and provincial uh, authorities predicated on here's the incredible, credible stringent arrangements you're going to make and the protocols we are going to 100% adhere to. Yeah, bottom line, it has to be that way. Uh, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard again. This one, one of 11 in the NHL on this Sunday. Three other finals to tell, uh, final, excuse me, to tell you about, Gord. Uh, what a game. And seeing some of the quotes out of Arizona, I believe uh, Rick Tockett, the coach of the Coyotes, unhappy with an icing call or lack thereof late in this game. But how about Vegas 1, Arizona 0, Marc-Andre Fleury. You talk about pride, Gord. I know he only faced 16 shots in this game. But what this guy has been through throughout, not only last season alone with, with the agent and everything, but his career and the scrutiny and the adversity, and he just continues to come back. A 16-save shutout for Marc-Andre Fleury. Gord, he is 3-0 and in this early season. Yeah, and to, uh, you know, to Coach Peter DeBoer's way, you know, in the playoffs, you tend to go with one goaltender, and he felt Robin Lehner was the hot hand. So right now, he's basically doing 50-50, and I, I would think that would uh, certainly make Fleury and his agent, Alan Walsh, more appreciative and in some ways Alan Walsh by putting that uh putting that tweet out it kind of brought it out you know what I mean it mm -hmm. kind of brought it much like Pierre-Luc Dubois brought it to a service a surface and he had to go somewhere else with Columbus in this case everyone knew everyone knew that uh, things were not hunky-dory that it as it appeared it was and then you move forward right they're they're all making great money uh, they've got two great goaltenders, and uh, and right now DeBoer is going to play them both. I wonder if Alan Walsh had the uh, same team that put out the Bernie Sanders meme. 
right? <laughs> That's been the uh, all the rage. The yeah, crying Jordan has. is now the uh, Bernie Sanders. I can't get over it. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, we talked about the Washington Capitals, and I still say every point this team gets without half their team in the roster is a win. Uh, because, again, a breach of COVID protocol. Tom Wilson got hurt. They still scratched and clawed. Vitek Vanacek, the rookie, 45 saves, a 4-3 shootout loss here to the Buffalo Sabres this afternoon. Okay, now we did see Vanacek was an all-star at the American Hockey League, so he's been waiting. You know, they had Samsonov and then Vanacek. They've done a good job of developing young goaltenders, something the Leafs have not done, by the way, historically <laughs> through the uh, uh, minor leagues and that. So uh, I he, he's a good goaltender. So it's, yeah. it's not an easy team to beat. I know if you're a Buffalo fan, you're going to, come on, come on, we got to do it. They got those guys. Uh, well, they did win in a shootout. But the Caps, yeah, the Caps a little have to scratch and claw a little bit more to get points because you do not want to be in the rearview mirror after about a dozen games in any of these divisions. Elsewhere, uh, Pia Suter, by the way, a rookie with Chicago game six of his career, had a hat trick, a 6-2 final against Detroit, a tough afternoon, and there will be plenty of them, I'm sure, for the Red Wings this season. So Chicago six, Detroit two. Meantime, uh, the Maple Leafs winning again 5-2-0 in the season, a 3-2 final, and Jack Campbell again, a big reason why the Maple Leafs victorious this afternoon. 31 saves. Let's hear what he had to say after this one. Jack, you seem to be in a, a bit of pain there at the end. How are you holding up physically after a, a gutsy effort? I feel great. The boys played really well, and um, it's just huge to come out of this barn with two points. Was there any thought in your mind that you'd have to leave the game? Never. How would you describe the challenge of going up against someone like Matthew Kachuk? Obviously, he's there to agitate and also has so much skill. He fell on top of you at the end there. How would you describe the challenge? I don't even really look at him as like a menace out there. He's just a really good hockey player. So um, anytime he's out there, I'm always uh, aware. And it's really good in front of the net and setting up to his teammates. So um, I think we did a great job as a, as a unit um, shutting him down. So um, we're going to need that every night to, uh, to keep getting these two points. Next question, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Maybe just go back to what Mark was asking, Jack. Like, was there any worry there with, with what was happening in the final minute uh, health-wise? Or, or maybe can you just shed a little more light on that? Um, I was just really focused on trying to get out of this place with two points. And I think the guys did a good job of uh, helping me out. And, and we accomplished that. So that's all I'm focused on right now. Okay, well, let me ask you this one. Um, uh, what did you see in front of yourself tonight? I said some, some of the guys called it ugly. There were a few bounces, but... Uh, you know, I'd argue with uh, the travel yesterday and the early start, um, you know, it was a bit of a gutsy win for you guys. Yeah, it was uh, It was just a, I guess you wouldn't chalk it up as a pretty one, but we battled and, you know, that built a lot of character to come away with a win like that. So um, I think we're just looking at the big picture. We got out of here with a big win and um, we'll be fresh for the next game. And so a very soft-spoken backup for the Maple Leafs, Jack Campbell, 31 saves. So while Austin Matthews scored divulged that he's dealing with a hand issue. Jack Campbell was going to say nothing about what the ailment was late in the game. Yeah, I just, no, I, I know I look like, uh, <laughs> I know I looked at was last call or some, something being thrown out of a place at two in the morning, <laughs> but uh, no, I actually just wanted to get out of here and whatever the two points. So the, uh, the good old cliche lines and, and his plays, <laughs> plays, a, his plays a big reason they got out of there with two points. It was very Marshawn Lynch. I'm, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. Wasn't it? <laughs> didn't divulge much, but uh, I like that. Jack Campbell he did it pleasantly. Marshawn Lynch didn't do it pleasantly. I love he that. Just, yeah. Marshawn Lynch is the best. I saw him skate earlier this week, too. That was uh, phenomenal with Akima Lou. Uh, expect more of that going forward. Again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. 3-2 win here for the Maple Leafs in Calgary. Now 5-2-0 in this early season. We'll hit the break. Hope to hear from uh, Sheldon Keith, Chris Johnson. And uh, for Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, wrapping things up here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. It is Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you after an impressive 3-2 win on the road for your Leafs. Austin Matthews, the game winner. Wayne Simmons, his first as a Maple Leaf. Jake Muzzin, first of the season. And, of course, Jack Campbell was huge. The backup for the Maple Leafs, 31 saves. At the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. If you'd like to chime in on Twitter, again, awaiting word to hear from Sheldon Keefe. And we're expected to be joined as well by Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada, Gord. 
Yeah, we hear you know the team kind of being hard on themselves, but from our point of view, having watched all the games, we we like the balance. This yep. seemed to be the most balanced four line, three defense pair night. And you know you really couldn't pick on too many. I'm still a little hard on Willie Nylander, maybe, uh, but just <laughs> but really tonight, as far as it went, you really couldn't go hard at anybody. I thought they they played a good enough game to win. They did win at three two. A lot of shots on goal, thirty three thirty two. Calgary outshot Toronto, so it wasn't like that. Wednesday game against Edmonton with a total absence of any kind of offense. And most importantly, I don't think I'm overstating it either, considering what this market has been through. The fact that you can have, you know, some sort of reliance on your backup goalie to make stops and win hockey games, I think is huge for this team. Well, it really showed in the summer when Montreal made a big trade to get Jake Allen and then signed him to a new contract. Just that it it was a situation that was evolving anyway, generally in the NHL. It seems like the, the era of the, Grant Fuhr, 70 games <laughs> goaltender, uh, is is not going to happen anymore. You need depth and, and you need quality at that. So uh, they done that with, the, you know, the other guy, Kyle Clifford's gone, gone from that trade. They brought him to add a little physicality and then he kind of got priced out. So they're hoping Wayne Simmons and some other guys can do that. But Jack Campbell, who was the first goaltender picked in that year in the draft, anyway, so. in the top 10, yeah. you know, he was, uh, people forget like way back when he was a phenom. That's how, that's how highly touted he was breaking into the national hockey league and full credit to Jack Campbell as well. Cause it seems at points in times, his career was done and uh, not that he refound his game, but he, he found his stock and his value in this league. And it, you know, it's still great to be a goalie in this league and a pretty competent backup at that. Yeah, it is. It really is. And you know, it, it also, for the first time, gives Leafs something. And I don't want to get ahead to unrestricted free agency because that's, you know, but it yeah. is a reality to end of the year. So you have Campbell locked up. And if Freddie goes somewhere else, there's there's less urgency uh, about replacing him to that degree. You still want to get some depth. You don't want to be like, say, Chicago's done, even they won today. And, you know, they got teams, three goalies, Gordon. Yeah, well, yeah, but you kind of wonder what's... <laughs> they equal one. <laughs> where, weren't, you, weren't you going to bring somebody else in? Weren't you going to go out and get one of the other bigger names that are out there. No, but it's, it's funny you bring up that conversation because I think there is an element to this. Uh, you know, every successful team, there's always that guy to push him. Even if he knows he's the number two, I think that's what's been missing from this team before Jack Campbell is somebody to push Frederick Anderson along. He goes out there, he sees Jack Campbell, two wins in the season, 31 saves. He wants to be even stronger, even better on Tuesday night when he plays. Well, here's the problem. And I mentioned it uh, starting off is... And because we're just talking about developing, uh, we're talking about Washington, you know, developing Samsonov and how well Vanacek played in the American Hockey League and now is the backup there. The Toronto Maple Leafs, so we're talking 30-plus years, over 30 years, they developed Felix Potvin, and that's it. James Reimer is the next best one. And and James Reimer, to me, did fine. He wasn't the guy they were thinking. They were thinking Justin Pogge was going to be the guy. They've just not developed goaltenders. Whether, you know, it's it's Peter Ng, uh, you know, they had guys drafted. I'm trying to remember all guys drafted in the first round, second round. Like I just remember a monster and a bus. Well, yeah, Jonas Gustafsson and, and uh, uh, Eric Fichot was another Oof. one. When I mean, these guys went in the first or second round. Yeah. You know, on yeah. and on. And and just they have not developed in 30 years. Just just Felix Botvin and to a degree, James, James Reimer uh, are the only ones they've developed, drafted and developed from within. And it, it's yeah. still the case right now. They don't you know, they don't have the guy, the heir apparent yet that looks like he can break into the National Hockey League. It's incredible how hockey works sometimes, too, and how important it is to seize the opportunity. Like, you look at Washington. Henrik Lundqvist was supposed to be their backup goaltender, which part and parcel would mean Vitek Vanacek wouldn't get a look this year. Yeah. And good on the kid. I know it's early. Uh, I know there's... You know stuff that we just can't control, but he has really seized the opportunity in Washington. Yeah, and and Thatcher Demko did that in the yep. playoffs for the Vancouver Canucks, which changed the dynamics there. That's it, it's it's the kind of thing all you ever want is a chance. And you know some got some players will lament they didn't get that chance, you know, fairly or unfairly. But yeah, when you get that chance, it's up to you to make the most of it. Again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game a three two win in Calgary. We're happy to be joined now by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, CJ, thanks so much for doing this. How appetizing is it from a Maple Leafs perspective to to know you can rely on your backup goalie? I thought Jack Campbell was really good today. Well, I, we only have to look to back to last season to understand how important that is. I think, you know, I, I can't remember the exact stat, but it took, you know, basically half the season before the backup got a win, it, it felt like. And, you know, I think especially in this kind of schedule, uh, you know, where Toronto just played its seventh game in, t- in 12 days to start the season, you know, you got travel. It's an afternoon game. I mean, this, this is the, the perfect time to use a backup. We've seen other teams like Montreal that have had some early success this year, you know, turning to Jake Allen, you know, probably more than they would have uh, with Carey Price as their number one in the past. And so, 
you know, I think especially if, if the Leafs continue winning as many games as they have and, and build up a little bit of a cushion, I think you're, you're going to see more of a split of the starts between Anderson and Campbell and, and, you know, assuming he's, he's okay. You know, we, he spoke to the media briefly here today and we all saw what happened in the last 90 seconds of that game. But, um, you know, I, I do think that, that the Campbell trade was an important decision for Kyle Dubas and the management team to just to give the coaching staff a little bit of a, an ability to have a breather here for, for Freddie. The other thing, Chris, is the world of distractions. This is the first time that Kyle Dubas can put that on the back burner since he took over because the Garrett Sparks was the one decision he made there, splitting hairs, and, you know, there just has not been a satisfactory backup till that trade was made. So now now you can put the goaltending depth on the back burner. You can, and, and look, like that, that last year's decision and, and the way it went with their backups – you know, that might have cost them in, in the end. You know, to me, Toronto was a team that probably shouldn't have been in the play-in round. Um, you know, if, if they had more wins, I mean, you can always do this. I get it. I mean, sports, we can second-guess with, with hindsight every single team, every single decision. But that, that to me, for the last two seasons that were Kyle Dubas, you know, prior to this one was the general manager. They just didn't insulate themselves well enough behind Frederick Anderson. He's, he's getting up there in age. It's not even just about Freddie. I think it's it's the the overall trend in the league in terms of, you know, having far more teams that that run with two capable goaltenders. Uh, it's continued to evolve. You know, we saw it even with Dallas. Uh, you know, getting to the Cup final well, with Ben Bishop injured. You know, that 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 wasn't going to be possible last year uh, prior to the Campbell trade for the Leafs. And so I, I do think that they're smart to have, you know, two. And really, they ended the league, you know, the, the season with four goaltenders that they would felt feel comfortable playing in, in NHL games if they had to. And, and so I know they're down to three now there in Dell being claimed on waivers, but you know, I, I just think it's such an important position and, and we're seeing fewer guys handle a huge workload. So you're right. There, there's no distraction there. And really, I don't think there should be distraction anywhere for this team. I mean, that they don't even have to let the media in the dressing room at this point. I mean, this, it, it, but you know, I say that facetiously, but what I mean really is that, you know, basically everybody has a contract. I know Anderson and Hyman are, are in, you know, unrestricted free agent years, but in general, the the core of the team is very locked up and secure. Uh, I think that, that everyone understands what the expectations are. And look, they, they've, they've gotten themselves off to a pretty nice start here through three weeks of the schedule. And, you know, I think it should be full steam ahead for this group. With Chris Johnson, the Maple Leafs defeating Calgary 3-2, their first of four in Alberta. It's Nick Alberga, Gord Selleck here on Leafs Nation postgame. Mitch Marner, I have to ask you about him, but for, just watching him, there's a sparkle. There, there's a step that was maybe missing last season. Two assists, now the first player in the league to 10 points this season. What have you noticed that's different in Mitch Marner so far, Chris? You know, he's playing a ton of minutes. Not that that's different because, you know, he's been a minute muncher for the Leafs, but, um, you know, he's, he's, you know, last I looked, he was one or two in the league among forwards uh, for, for average minutes. So he's he's getting leaned on a lot. Uh, obviously he's, he's playing with Austin Matthews a lot, which is something that, that we saw when Sheldon Keefe took over from Mike Babcock last year, but has not been a staple of something in his career. And, you know, I do think he's, he's probably benefited from the break. Um, you know, that, that, that no one really wanted the way the circumstances have, have laid out with COVID, but someone like Mitch, I think it's, it's a reset time. It's, it's more time in the gym than he's had in the past. Uh, not to suggest he was out of shape, but you know, he's still a young guy, which I think is easy to lose sight of because He's been in the league. He's had so much success, you know, already to 300 points now as an NHL player. Um, but, you know, I just think he's, he's still at a point in his career where we should expect him to grow and, and get better and spread his wings. And so you're right. He's had a strong start, uh, leads the league in scoring early this season. And so I just think the, the combination of, you know, getting some time to, to work on himself, to, to play with, you know, another top player like Austin so much and just to play so many minutes, you know, all that is, is a great recipe to have a monster season. And, you know, he's put himself in position now with this start where he's he's not behind the eight ball. You know, it's it's not like, say, the Elias Pettersson situation in Vancouver where he's had a bit of a slow start. There's all this chaos around him and questions. You know, I think Mitch has, you know, had this the, the sort of first couple weeks of the season where I think he's bought himself, you know, time to, to feel comfortable and, and not have those kind of questions. And that, that's got to be a huge benefit to him after the contract and everything he dealt with early last season. Yeah, and, and we also don't have to revisit all the new players. Of course, George Thor- Thornton injured, but already at this point, compared to, say, you know, Cody Ceci and, and Tyson Berry last year and, and Jason Spezza and Kerfoot, that they never never got going right because the team didn't, right? And all of a sudden, you got all those guys now. They're, they're, they know they're valued. They're trying different roles for them, putting them places where they can see, succeed, and we're already ahead of that problem that happened last year. 
Yeah, and it's it's amazing how that goes. It's just it's almost like human psychology plays into this as much as what we're talking about that happens in on the ice in the the sixty minutes each game. And and you know I do think that the fact the team gets some wins it allows maybe some of the sore spots to be to be papered over. You know the the fourth line for example to me has yet to find any rhythm. I mean partly that's probably because it's had a different look almost every game with the injuries they've had and some of the the lineup adjusting. You know they they played a couple games with eleven forwards only. You know that that's probably impacted it, but but you know no one's aiming criticism at that. You know the Alexander Barabanov signing, or you know how things have gone for Pierre Engvall, for example. I I do think that you know getting wins allows everyone to to sort of find their way um, because I, you know I I think there reasonably there should be a little bit of a grace period. I know the the, the schedule and the standings don't allow, it, but when you've you've had you know think about it three weeks ago today they opened camp. You know there's no exhibition games, and already now there's seven games into a 56 game season, so. You know, time has come at them quickly, but I, I think that the fact they've, they've got off to a strong start is, is going to make life easier on everyone, especially all those new faces. Coburg's finest. CJ, thanks so much for this. Yes, guys. <laughs> Take care. Good to have you back. <laughs> there you have it. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. The Leafs win at 3-2. We'll wrap things up after here. After this, excuse me, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe uh, a bit of what he had to say following this one as well. At Scored Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Leafs radio network. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio network. Wrapping things up, the Leafs defeating the Calgary Flames this afternoon. 3-2 the final, improving to 5-2-0 on the early season. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Before we set you up for Tuesday, let's first and foremost hear from the head coach of the Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keefe. A good two points for us here today. Um, I do think before I take any questions, though, it's important to just acknowledge the passing of George Armstrong today. It was obviously tough news for our organization and, and our fans and um, you know, people that love the game. Uh, we actually took a moment today as a team. Uh, normally 90 minutes before game, we have a meeting. That's where we recover a lot of our plans for the game and preparing for the opposition. But today we made it about George and uh, shared a video of him and had a conversation about him and his impact on our organization. Um, Leaf Nation is as strong as it is because of the efforts of people like George and, and in particular that era when they're winning the Stanley Cups and, uh, you know, generations of Leaf fans um, were bred through, through those efforts. So we felt it was important to acknowledge that. Um, condolences to the Armstrong family, his friends and people who loved him. Uh, obviously for myself, didn't get a chance to see him play or anything like that. But like I said, we, we feel the efforts of uh, people like George uh, and their efforts uh, that they put forth in that era. Uh, we feel that every day here with the Leafs and grateful for that. Thanks, Sheldon. We'll jump into questions here. First up is Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, a couple of the guys said it was maybe maybe a bit of an ugly win. Uh, Jack Campbell also said it could be a character-building win. What do you want the group to, to take from this game? Yeah, I think it, there's no doubt that it was an ugly one. You know, just... Uh, now, I think reality is when we look at this, we looked at this game, you know, it was our, uh, our seventh game in 12 days and, and uh, traveling out here and then, then having to play a two o'clock game. And that's, it's a tough, uh, tough ask. And then you've, you're playing against a rested team. So, you know, this one, you know, we, we felt would not be pretty, but to get the two points is real big, uh, you know, for us to have to found a way to get those wins and found a way to bounce a few pucks uh, our way into the net and uh, it's enough for us to, to get out of here with a win. And now we'll, we'll get a good night's rest and have a good practice tomorrow and regroup for the next time out. How would you describe the effort of Jack Campbell and Nett, uh, especially near the end there? It appeared he, he might be uh, dealing with something physically. What did he mean to you guys today? He was huge. I mean, you don't get through ugly games like this uh, with a win without your goaltender being your best player. And he was that today. So gave our guys great confidence. Maybe too much confidence at times, but uh, uh, you know he was he was outstanding. It's another great great effort by him today. Next up, we'll go to Jonas Eagle, the Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Sheldon. I'm wondering what's running through your mind when you see Jack kind of struggling there at the end physically. 
obviously just you're, you're hoping he's all right and you know uh you got a little bit of attention there and and uh you know he's he's obviously it happened late in the game so i think he's you know feeling the effects of that a little bit but uh you know he was able to shake it off and get through the remainder of the game and, and luckily there was no other uh flurry around the net uh the rest of the way and how did you feel uh, austin looked in his first game back well, I thought he, you know, like a lot of guys on our team, just, you know, weren't weren't themselves today. His situation probably even more difficult than it's, I don't know how many days it's been since uh, he's he's really skated here. And, um, you know, we just didn't have legs today. And so it was real tough for, for all of our top guys to really get going tonight. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Sheldon, I'm just wondering, was there anything about George Armstrong in particular you wanted the players to know or anything – about his career or his life that, that in particular you shared? Yeah, well, we went through, um, went through a video that sort of recapped his accomplishments and what he meant to the organization and, and, um, his, you know, his taking part in all, you know, those Stanley cups and, uh, his abilities as a leader and as a captain. But I think, uh, you know, the message really what we talked about, just how efforts like that back in, in the sixties in particular, you know, the last time the Leafs won a cup, that's the reason why Leaf Nation is as strong as it is. That's why, you know, generations of families grow up as Leaf fans, you know, because of those efforts and, and uh, we have a role to play to, to continue to build upon that. So that was part of it. And then just, you know, celebrating his legacy. You know, that's really, you're, you're, when you're in this every single day, you're in the moment, you know, you're taking care of what you, what you can control every single day. I do think it's important to stop and pause every now and again, just to, uh, to look at the bigger picture and uh, recognize that, you know, what we're doing here every day is, is uh, for a greater purpose beyond ourselves. And uh, we have a role to play within how we prepare and, and how we how we play and uh, people like George showed the way there. And again, some uh, great sentiments off the end there from uh, Sheldon Keefe regarding the passing of Leafs legend George Armstrong today, Gord. Yeah, good way to end it. The way we began it about yep. putting it in context. We talk about our show is called Leafs Nation and why it is Leafs Nation. And the last Stanley Cup and the last four Stanley Cups were passed to George Armstrong as the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and you know started the show. I, I compare him. I got to I can remember that era a little bit. I certainly not got to know George. I really treasure and value being able to have experienced that. But he was kind of like Toronto's Jean Beliveau. They, they were the symbols of success. They were the symbols of class, of leadership, uh, of, you know, uh, being a great teammate. And uh, though that's the symbol um, I'll always think about, the George, uh, about George and I'll think about uh, knowing him in the office and that just with a ridiculously great sense of humor. Very well said. And again, setting up Tuesday night, Gord, the Leafs and Flames round two of nine. Well, we uh, yeah, it's good to get Freddie. I guess a bit of a rest. They talk, you know, travel's still a bit of a factor. So uh, nice to get that win. I, I'm glad Sheldon was Sheldon was easier on his team than <laughs> say Austin Matthews and Jack Campbell were. They were a little more critical. They're a little tougher on the guys. But I thought I thought it was a real good road game for the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah, tonight. I was like, did I watch or listen to the same game? But uh, nonetheless, the Leafs get the job done. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Josh Santos for Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. The Leafs win it 3-2. Another one coming from Calgary on Tuesday night. We'll have Leafs Nation postgame following that one. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.